For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. This show is brought to you by the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth, SeatGeek. SeatGeek has been our presenting sponsor since the first podcast. They've invested a lot in our operation. We have no idea why, but we thank them for it. And in return, all we ask is that if you're going to go to a live event, whether it's sports, comedy, music, theater, you name it, you utilize SeatGeek to buy your tickets. And let me tell you why. SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for your tickets. The best ticket available for the best price available is available for you, the best human on earth, by our friends at SeatGeek. And right now, you use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Wow. 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 Use promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first order. Wow. Wow. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with our friends at SeatGeek. They're the absolute fucking best. What do you think about calling a game? The lifestyle. Good? Uh, hello, it is Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. The man who just asked the question there Damn. is of Bleacher Report fame. He is not only an incredibly talented interviewer and an incredibly talented internet human, he's also a good human as well. Works for Bleach Report, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Lefko. That a boy, Adam. Hey. I feel blessed to be here at One World Trade. Uh, we're at Four World Trade. Oh, that's right. Ty, Ty Schmidt. Where are we? Yeah. Ty Schmidt told Lefko to go to One World Trade, which is a couple buildings over. If you do some quick math, there's four mm -hmm. different buildings. One's the big one. Four's the little offspring here. Still a beautiful building and lucky to have you here. Uh, I think people at One World Trade thought I was coming to ransack the building because they were like, sir, what are you doing here? Yeah. And like four people came around yeah. and I'm like DMing Ty, save me. And he just, you know, big time. We're well, live hey, on the air. We're live on radio. And it was know? overreaction Monday. It, it was a big day for us. So I'm overreacting. No, no, no. No, it, no your reaction is proper. Okay. Because good. if you get in the wrong fucking building here at World Trade, yes. you will get your ass carted out of here quickly. I mean, there were 17 people touching their ear. Hell yeah. What the fuck is this guy? Well, by the way, something pretty big. Yeah. In my defense, we are supposed to be at One World Trade. We are supposed to have a studio in One World Trade. That's uh, not for another two months. That was decided not like done months yet. ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we're, I was excited to have you on live radio. We were kind of pushing, like delaying things, waiting for you to get here. You were in the wrong building. Not your fault, Ty's fault. Yeah, it was my fault. But once you walked in here, you said something to me that was really a, a mind blower. Ooh. And I think I might be busters. I might be in the majority here. I automatically assumed I was supposed to hate Chris Sims, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was supposed to hate Chris Sims. He's this guy who his dad was very good at quarterback. He him not so much. Played in the NFL, not easy to play in the NFL. Got to the NFL as a quarterback, not easy to do that. Never really did anything notable. When he's on TV. Seems as if he does okay. He was a host with you there for a little bit. Yeah. We did a show. So I said to you verbatim, why am I not supposed to hate Chris Sims? And you said, well, I know that you're a salt of the earth, hard worker, 
And I would put his work ethic up against anybody. So and that kind of shook you to your core a little bit. It did, because I automatically assumed the white privilege of Chris yes. Sims, his dad privilege of Chris yes. Sims will get him every single job. And we won't talk about Chris Sims this whole time. But whenever we were off the air, that was the biggest mind blower that I've ever had in my life. Was Very that, much so. I'm, I'm supposed to like this guy. And it makes sense. If he's a hard worker, I respect the hell out of him. When he first came to Bleacher Report, uh, his agent pushes people around. And we heard, oh, he only wants to work three days a week. And I was going to anybody that would listen, going, if this guy's going to come in here, I think this is a cakewalk. I can curse, right? Yes. I was like, I'm not playing this shit. Like, I'll wear this dude down. Like, I do not like watching TV, and I'm sure you're around them all the time, with analysts that just... They go up there and they go, I know this because I know football. It's the worst. I, you have no proprietary value. And then he came in and he has notebooks filled of notes for every game of film he watches. He watches every single one. And so for years we would be yelling in the darkness where he would have opinions that would be right five weeks later. And people would be on TV going like, no one's saying this. And we're like, <laughs> he's saying it every fucking week. But... All the reactions on every piece of show, social we put out was, you're a spoiled brat. You only have this job because of your dad. And it fueled him in a way. And so then, like, I turned and I was like, screw everybody. And so, trust me, he grinds. But I watch him with other people and I go, oh, he he wants to call this dude out right now. And he can't because now he's on NBC, not Bleacher Report. Yeah, because now he's a TV guy. Yes. People don't respect the internet grinding. No. I, think. I think that's why I learned when I went to Barstool. It's like the internet doesn't stop. No. I, I had no idea that my schedule was about to become much more active so yeah. than you, it has ever been in my you life. You guys are grinding so hard. Right well, that's now. what we got to do on the internet. Yes. It, and I think that is something that I've been so impressed with you. Lefko, you're everywhere on Bleacher Report. Literally everywhere. Well, I have ownership stake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, for, well, shit, man, when I got there six years ago, I was doing 30 videos a day staring into a camera interviewing beat reporters. I'd be like, all right, now we have the top three reasons the Giants are going to have a great year next year. Let's talk to the Bergen County Register and I would just sit there and nod my head. And then they'd be like, all right, we have Tampa Bay Gazette up next. And I'd be like, all right. And so you just grind. Because there is no, there is, like, you do a game, and then everyone's like, let's go get a beer. Let's get out of here. That's what everybody else does. And you guys are like, we have three shows tomorrow. Yeah. We have to figure out what our content's going to be for Instagram, Instagram story, Twitter, YouTube. Yep. It doesn't stop. Well, we're on a plane immediately after every single game. Yeah. Beautiful. The celebratory situations I never get to have, which no. is interesting. Because I think there are people that celebrate after shows. Get up. I assume there's like a little, at least a conversation. Yeah, like, hey, a bagel. Hey, good show, guys. Maybe for this show, there's supposed to be one of those. Maybe for those games, they're supposed to We just... We're on to the next one. (laughs) There's no celebrating. It's better for your mystique. That's when you see the human fallibility of people is at those after parties and Adam Amin starts really sharing how he feels about politics and you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You guys guys let me fucking talk just a little bit more. I think this show would be a lot better. You thought the Colts offensive line was a wall. I got it. (laughs) You're like, all right, guy. Now, uh, I've been described as an enigma. Yeah. A lot of these TV people. Well, because you walk in, I watch you in the kitchen, you pace around, you bite the end of a croissant, you look at somebody and you go, I think you're wrong, and then you leave. <laughs> and then they go, they go, wow, this guy, like, he just speaks the way it is. It's like, no, he's just got ADD and he's really quick. Yeah. That is about spot on. And but I have to keep moving because if not, I'll fall asleep. I get it. I get it. Uh let's talk about You're that. in the zone, some would say. I am in the zone. I have to be for the next at least thirteen <laughs> weeks. I'm in the zone. Yeah. I am in, and I, I've enjoyed our relationship with the zone. I've enjoyed our relationship with Westwood One. 
us getting on the air every day has been a question mark on the radio side, so that's been a little bit difficult. But I've enjoyed this fall thus far, and I've enjoyed this NFL season thus far. What a weekend of football it was yesterday. You're a big-time Quentin Nelson guy. I did this entire run on Get Up and on my show today. That Quentin Nelson, when he was picked sixth overall to the Indianapolis Colts, not only did he bring an attitude to the Indianapolis Colts, not only did he bring an entire new mindset, but he has set the tone for the entire locker room as a first-round draft pick, and everybody has to rise up. Anthony Costanzo has had to change his game so he could fit in with Quentin Nelson, okay. who's eight years younger than him. Quentin Nelson has set a tone for that entire Colts offense and the entire Colts team that everybody else rises to, and that team is built for the long haul. That offensive line oh. winning in the trenches is how you win in December. That's how you win in January, and that team is tough. That team is gritty, and Jacoby Brissett can make every play, and I said it yesterday a couple times. A lot of people have been coming after me. Yes, I know everything runs through the Patriots because Tom Brady's still alive. Yes, I know the Chiefs are going to be good if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get his shit stomped. I mean, that, he's two stomps away from being out for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I've talked about this. Mahomes is an electrifying player, highlight reel player. His highlight reel is going to be a three-hour fucking motion picture by Scorsese whenever he's done with this thing because all he does is make highlight plays. But the way he plays is potential injury-prone. This Colts team is built for the long haul and for success, and it all revolves around your guy, Quentin Nelson. It's funny because I think about when he was drafted, all the mock drafts had the Colts taking either Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edmonds, both really good linebackers. Now you have Darius Leonard, who hasn't played for the last few weeks, but Quentin Nelson, to what you're saying, is an identity changer because mm-hmm. when your first-round pick is as humble and as hardworking as that, nobody has a fucking excuse because he's the one that can go, I got the bags right now. It's the war face paint. Oh. It's the fact that— He uh, sprints down the field after every single play. He's wh- the first guy he's to whoever He's the only is. guy, oftentimes, that is picking up receivers and running backs. Naheem Hines has that one play where he like spins a guy. He's the only one there. Also, they love each other. Like that offensive line group, You, I, I've never seen one like this. If I had to cross the wall and fight White Walkers, I'm bringing the, the Colts offensive line. And they're so good. And Jacoby makes all of the necessary plays. He doesn't do anything more, doesn't do anything less. Since Frank Wright comes from that Andy Reid system, he loves two tight ends. So you're always worried about the run. Play action is is cake, and you just beat the Chiefs without Darius Leonard, without Malik Hooker, Clayton without others, and and you held them under fifteen points. Yes, that's fucking crazy. Four field goals too, which probably could have been punched in if you had to make a couple plays. Yeah. If Ty isn't suffering from a strained quad, he's probably getting open a little bit more because he was double covered the entire time. The humility of that Colts team is beautiful. Yeah, and a lot of people are coming after me on the internet for saying that I think this Colts team can win. I think they can win the Super Bowl because. They lost to the Raiders last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The Raiders get this big win over the Bears. The Bears stink, by the way, Zeno. Come on. The Bears stink. They were jet-lagged. We all know it. Jet-lagged. It's tough going to England and playing. I will agree with that. It is tough changing your routine going to England and playing. That can be difficult. But they're a young Chase team. Daniels, better than Mitchell Trubisky. Remember that said last it. week? We were, we were ringing it. that bell pretty I said hard. It. I said it. <laughs> That shit his pants on a national stage. Oh, uh, international. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> but Mitchell Trubisky also, I mean. Yeah, he yeah, stinks. Yeah. He stinks too. Easy, Ty. Well, <laughs> he does. He's like, they're waste, stronger they're, than ever. Don't worry. They're potentially wasting that Bears defense, which didn't show up in England. That's neither here nor there. I think Jacoby Brissett can make every throw. I think Jacoby Brissett can check into the things that he wants to do. And I think the entire, including Jacoby, has the same mindset of Quentin Nelson, where Andrew Luck might have been a little bit nicer, 
He's a little bit nerdier, incredible football player, tough to relate with everybody, but this is just, you know, he's yeah. a much different guy. Jacoby Brissett wears the run the damn ball hat. He'll drop a shit or a fuck in a press conference interview. Ryan Kelly does the same yes. thing now. Quentin Nelson Costanza do the thing. It's almost like they're just taking this identity of like everybody has picked against us as soon as Andrew Luck retired. Everybody's booing. The fans that were booing, right? The Colts nation is is disgusting. Look at the way they treated Andrew. They got no shot. They I lost him. That whole so, yeah, come on. I mean, these people Look, I'm just from Philadelphia. I've heard that shit my whole uh, life. Oh, these people, they're people that sit at home and they're having a glass of water and they're judging people that are actually at the stadium. Fourth quarter of a preseason game, not just Those at the craziest stadium. people yes. of all time. Yeah. Fourth quarter preseason. Yeah. I didn't even want to be at preseason games. I played. Also, also, what's a sound you can make if you're upset but you don't want to be an asshole? There isn't one. It does doesn't exist. We ah, clapping. Ah, <laughs> ah. Like last night, Justin Houston got a sack, and Chiefs fans they went Justin Houston with the sack, and Chiefs fans went, oh, oh we should have paid him because they were like, I'm kind of happy for you. There, there's no sound. It was such bullshit. Well, once in a generation player, they find out he's retiring via a Adam Schefter tweet in the middle of a game. Yeah. For the second time in three years, they thought. He was going to play. That's why they bought the season tickets. And now they're like, oh, he's never playing again. What the, the other fuck? team in the AFC that I would say buy stock in as a guaranteed playoff lock, and I'm doing that in week five. I like this fan to lock the 4-1 in, one in uh, Buffalo Bills. And I'm not saying it's because they're that special. They play the Jets. Bad. They, this is still to come. They play the Washington Redskins. Bad. Giants. Bad. At home. The Dolphins twice. Okay, they're already four and one. So they're taking on three of the four suck fest teams. There's a four and they team suck off right now. So, you know, that's a centip- human centipede stat. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the, I can make an argument that that's nine and one. And we haven't even talked about the fact that they get Baltimore, they get Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh with whatever quarterback they're going to have Baltimore at home. Stop I'm just right saying there. this is a nine, 10 win team. Stop right there. Devlin Hodges, yeah. the human duck. He looked actually kind of good yesterday. Didn't even blink. Yes. He got thrown I in liked this... him better than Mason Rudolph. Well, I think all of Pittsburgh did. Yes. Now, granted, the Mason Rudolph optics, it's off. I mean, the card's broken. I mean, come on, tell the truth. You know what I mean? I mean, that's Pittsburgh, too. They make him. They said that he wanted to walk off. That guy was in no position to make any decisions. I, I think we could all see that by the director zooming in oh on his gosh. face maskless helmet and him his just kind of... feet uh, were just, like, being dragged uh, slowly. Optically. It was a weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all say we are happy he's okay. Of course. Scary situation. He was unconscious for like 90 seconds. That's my number one thing I dislike about media. Everybody is hoping he's okay. Yes. But we have to say this so that someone on Twitter doesn't go, oh, were you hoping he got hurt? Like, no, man, we all hope he's okay. I put out a tweet that said, um, What'd you, what? Yeah. I mean, I had a couple people say they weren't going to be fans of mine anymore. What'd you do? And I would argue no, that them say that. saying that, that, um, you should really give this audience as much content as you do the Twitter audience. Well, I just, I think the, um, I'm going to. I, I'm going to read it for sure. But I just wanted to make sure I get it 100% accurate because I don't think I was in the wrong. Okay. And I had three people tell me that they were once fans of mine, they are no longer fans of mine because of this tweet and i would argue these people that are saying they're not fans you are never a fucking fan (laughs) get out of here i put up a tweet yesterday said hate to see it and it was the standings of the eagles over the cowboys and someone said former fan peace out bro (laughs) i'm like dude you're the dumbest individual i've ever heard dumbest so i said this (laughs) i said imagine coming back to consciousness after a very scary concussion and having to think 
wait, is my fucking face mask missing? Because literally, that was the most obscene thing I have ever seen in my entire life. This guy doesn't even know his name at this no. point. He has no idea where he is. They Looking said like he, Ray Guy. They, exactly. They <laughs> said he didn't know what day it was. And this dude, he had to come back and just be like, I have a hat on. Oh. I, I wanted him to do the slow hands I'm to like, the face. What is it? Yeah. What am I wearing right now? Happy he's okay. Yeah, happy he's okay. But that wasn't even a joke. That was an observant report. Yeah. That is a real thought. If I'm ever in that position in the XFL or the CFL where mm-hmm. I decide to play quarterback yeah. and I'm slinging it around and I get sandwiched and Earl Thomas hits me right on the button, which I don't think was a dirty hit, by the way. A lot of people are on the internet like, dirty, dirty. It was just like the Josh Allen hit. I think it was a victim of circumstance where it just kind of got a quick, quick bang, which happens in the NFL. 100 miles an hour. If I ever come back to it and they have my face mask off and I don't even know my name, I think my first thought would be like, Ugh. My mit- I'd be looking down like my nose. I mean, is there a fucking face mask here or not? That would be the first thing I would ask. Just attack the state. And then I would say, is this God? Excuse- Why am I walking have off? You yeah, ever- is exactly. it- are they pushing that cart off? I have can you barely- ever been knocked out and woken up to humans? Uh, no, I've never been knocked unconscious. I've- I think I've gotten a couple concussions, though, after watching the movie Concussion, and Dr. Will Smith told me to tell the truth. The truth. I think I've gotten a couple. Also, I, woke up- I had one in elementary school, like fifth grade football. You Knocked remember? Fu- oh, oh, like I caught it, turned, and like you heard the head slam, mm. and it was like one of those things where like my eyes opened, and like every kid in the class was like touching the bump that was forming on my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was like that fucking big. We interrupt this incredible conversation with the man who reports from the bleachers, Mr. Lefko, to let you know that hiring the right person takes time—time time that you often don't have, but. You shouldn't let a time crunch get in the way of finding the right candidates for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. That's right, the hard and the soft skills. Both of them. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and connects you with candidates who match your business perfectly. That's how LinkedIn can make sure your job post gets in front of people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other insights that help LinkedIn paint a better picture of potential candidates. Tell you what, a lot of alliteration in that last sentence, and I fucking nailed it. I don't know if that's a soft skill or a hard skill, but I'm pretty jacked up about it. Right now, it is no wonder that great candidates are hired every eight seconds on LinkedIn. One, two, three, four. You get it. Double that. Somebody just got hired yet again from our friends at LinkedIn. Find the right person meant for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want, and the first $50 is on them. Just visit linkedin.com slash McAfee. Again, that's linkedin.com slash McAfee to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply, obviously, but linkedin.com slash McAfee for $50 on them. If I was going to hire a guy right now, I'd hire Adam Lefko because what he's about to say is magical. We couldn't keep up with what he's being paid from their friends at Bleacher Report. But goddamn, the guy's good. Just like LinkedIn. Now let's get back to this conversation. My issue is I've heard soccer is potentially tough. Oh, yeah. Because of headers and shit. I used to just... I used to just throw my head around. Like, I used to just be like, yeah, let me, you? Let no. me just wham, bam, go, bang, bang. So I think at some how point... how many beers you slammed against your head not, apart... Nothing. Nothing. That wasn't my move. You were just a chugger. Yep. 
Gotcha. He'll go down a gullet. And put it in the stomach. That's right. Nice. I mean, people have said that I was the fastest seven beer beer bong that they've ever seen in their entire life. And I would say that's probably an accurate thing. But those days are long gone now. Lefko. I still think your dad playing Jenga is more impressive. Mm-hmm. Probably the most impressive feat in a Is that clip gone viral on YouTube? I know it's going viral on like social. Like mm. ever- We haven't put it up on YouTube. No, I, we haven't. It's, we gone, sh- it's gone viral on someone else's channel on YouTube. Probably. On someone else? Yeah, well, guess what? Bring it back to this beautiful audience you've built here. I am going to cease and desist the shit out of those yes, people. That's a good point. It's big in Japan. Tim McAfee's massive in Japan. <laughs> I've had to sign away the rights. You guys got off a plane, and he was just swarmed by people with, like, notepads. I think it might be. It seems like it airs every single night in Japan. They love the block. They love the block, Dad. Did you watch most extreme challenges when you were growing up? Uh-huh. Where they would be like, someone would be like, I like tortillas. And then they'd oh, yeah. get like, yeah. <laughs> best show ever. That's what American Ninja Warrior should be. No, you know what else is a good one? It's that game, uh, it's the challenge game, but there's like a big red ball, they bounce off it, the people die. Yes. Wipeout. Wipeout, uh, yeah. Wipeout was also something I absolutely loved. They got rid of it. I assume yeah, somebody like got hurt. Yeah, we've talked before about we need to do Monday Night Football together. Yeah. I just want to do most extreme challenges and just Is it dead? No, it's just not in America. I mean, they call it, like, they have Ninja Warrior and they had Wipeout, yeah. yep. but come on. I want it authentic. Everybody knows the truth. Tell the truth. Most extreme challenge is the best one out there. It's so good. Also, let's bring back Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, they tried to. What happened? The kids suck. Yeah, it fucking stunk. You're telling me the purple barracudas couldn't show up? And then Nickelodeon made uh, a like a fictional movie based on the game show. See, that's that's too much. Yeah, exactly. Guts, though. Do you have it? Adult guts. Let's go to Mo. I'm here with James. James is an accountant. He has not worked out in three years. He's going to try and climb this fucking wall. Come on, that'd be so good. I'm here for the aggro crag, Mo. Can, if it was the same kids that competed like 30 years ago, we just brought them back now? Do you know, very recently I yelled at my father for not signing me up for Guts as mm-hmm. a kid. Because I'm a punt pass and kick national champ. If I would have had the Global Guts National Championship or World Championship as well, that would have been a nice How little resume. you throw a football? Have you done it? Forever. <laughs> That's not real. So, like, I had Sanu on my show. He did 71 and a half. I can't do that. I can okay. hit 60, though, if I have to. People don't realize how far that is. 60 yards? How far can you punt? What's your furthest air punt? I don't know, forever. <laughs> like, right now or, like, in general? Right now. I, could, I mean, if I really just wanted to blow my knee out, I could probably hit one 70 yards oh. if I had to. Hecker, so I have an episode coming out where I did with Hecker, who apparently you have a feud with, and I didn't realize this. No, was I me. love him. Johnny, he was like, he just really doesn't kick off. You. I just play friend another position. Show. He's friend a friend of the show. show. I just we, pl- we did a thing where Hecker was teaching me, Taryn Killam, and Karan Butler how to catch punts. It's the weirdest trio of people ever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, apparently he went to the camera, he's like, I'm going to fuck with Lefko. And he boomed you at 75, and, he, and I couldn't read it because he went... Like, it was effortless, mm-hmm. and it flew over my fucking yeah, those You guys are, are crazy. Those are fun days. So we'd bring in, like, rookie returners, you know? Like, Philip Dorsett. We drafted him, and everybody was like, oh, he's going to be drafted as a returner. The kid didn't return in college. so He was t- just really fast at my end. Very fast. So they're like, oh, yeah, and they cut cribs the next day, too. Like, literally the One day. The greatest returners of all time. Yeah, they cut him. See you later. We donate him. This guy's going to be our returner. He's fast, and he's a wide receiver. He's going to be a good returner. Yeah, we've seen other people do it. He's going to be good. So Tom McMahon was like, 
listen, we have to prove whether or not this guy can catch a ball. And if he can't, we should prove this early so that we don't get stuck with this fucking guy returning kicks. Because if your guy can't catch a punt, that is a real problem to your special teams unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So literally the first day, I just started hitting this guy fucking mortars, just fucking as high as possible. And then they turn over and they come straight down. And lo and behold, every single time went right through his fucking hands. I mean, every <laughs> single time. Phil Dorsett did not want to catch punts anymore. Then they put him out in the game. First game, dropped Wait, two so of them. So he, he failed this miserably. And mm-hmm. they said, let's still put him out in one of the 16 opportunities that we have to win in the NFL. Yeah, because we drafted him in the first round and yeah. we have to make use of him. Grigson is amazing. The best. The best ever. Uh, but Philip Dorsett, in practice, I'd see him on our practice squad going against our defense. And he'd be mossing folks. He'd be, like, making incredible plays. He'd yeah. be, like, go routes, just dimes, just making all – and we would play. never get him the ball in the game. I was always just like, this guy dominates Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can we just get him on Sunday? They're like, oh, we'll see if we can get him in the game plan. I'm like, okay. And then he goes to New England, mm-hmm. and they're doing everything that but they should be doing. you'd still take Jacoby over Dorsett in that trade? Is that what the trade was? Yeah, it was Dorsett for Jacoby. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So he's been good, but Jacoby's so, like, he's the next three years of this franchise. Four three. Years of this franchise. 15. I don't think. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is, is next 15 years for this franchise. 25, I think. He's a young quarterback. 25, 26. Holy crap, he's got the spirit of Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that's why, because he's such a chill guy. He's a leader. He's a savage. He's here I'm for the next 15 years. not as high on as you are. He's well, really you're not in a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would, I would, uh, Gardner Minshew or Brissett? That is not a question. That is not even a close to a question. I mean, what are you doing? We Gardner Minshew isn't even going to play. Gardner Minshew isn't even going to play next year whenever Big mustache, Richard Nick Gardner Foles. Minshew or, uh, or Brissett? Aaron Rodgers. What are you even talking about? This isn't even I'm a question. I'm talking about these two. Jacoby Brissett, I'm sure Gardner Minshew has a better mustache. AFC South is the Bermuda Triangle of the NFL. We have no idea what the fuck's going on. We have no idea who's going to win that division. I know you say the Colts, but they could lose two, three games real quick. Nah. Well, the Texans, if they play, I mean, Deshaun Watson. If they can figure out how to keep Deshaun Watson on his feet, which I'm worried he might get an Andrew Luck syndrome where he just gets his dick kicked in so much he loses his love for football, which. Dan Orlovsky told me this morning that that doesn't matter. Deshaun just wants the ball out. I'm like, how many times can you just get killed and finally say enough is enough? They tried to protect him with Laramie Tunzel. Deshaun Watson is a special individual. If they can protect him and do it, I'm not sure they can. Nothing is said that they can. The only only thing I'll say, too, is is the thing that frustrates about NFL reactions is we never look at the matchup. How many teams have beaten the shit out of the Falcons this year? They're bad. And then every week we go, Tennessee hung up 30 on the Falcons. Mariota turns it around. (laughs) This guy's back. Deshaun Watson puts up 53. He's incredible. And it's like Dan Quinn is like the worst defensive coach in the NFL right now. How does that happen, by the way? How does the team just become so bad? My theory is that he was part of that Seattle coaching tree. Yep. Uh, Gus Bradley, who's now with the Chargers, it went all over the NFL because everybody was emulating the Seahawks. Well, this is just like the Sean McVay theory for the offense. And yeah. so, and so, all of these other guys are the lesser form, and they don't know why that defense worked. They just know we have to run this defense. And now, Gus, and now, you know, Dan Quinn. When has the Falcons' defense been good under Dan Quinn? Their best year was when Kyle Shanahan put up like the fifth most I mean, points of all time. They were up twenty-five points in a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah and then that defense allowed thirty-five. But let's blame Kyle. Shanahan for not running it on one play. Well, and also, I mean, Matt Ryan's got a little bit of a noodle arm. Right? He, well, and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I didn't watch the game yesterday, 
but with Matt Ryan, you just seem like the worst way to lead in. No, 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 no. We read the stats. We read the stats. I mean, well, that's hey, we saw the highlights, Lefko. That's what we do, you know. We we saw highlights. But I mean, yeah, he threw for like three hundred, you know, seventy-eight yards and four touchdowns. But like at no point in that game were they ever in a position to win. They just got their fucking ass kicked all game long. That three-year run where Drew Brees went seven and nine, and nobody wants to talk about it because he's a top five quarterback of all time. That's literally how he masked, I would say, a quarter of his yards. Like, down by 21, two touchdown drives. Garbage yards are the best. They're uh, the absolute. The Blake Bortles special. Andrew Luck, too. 4,500 yards. Yesterday. Hey, Andrew Luck, Dak Prescott. Andrew Luck used to get a lot of these, but we would come back and win them. We would win. We would win them. Te- yes. Teams are going to prevent defense, and we just start picking them apart. And everybody's like on our sideline like, all right, here we fucking go again. We're going to be in this thing. It's a cardiac situation. Dak Prescott happened with Andrew. yesterday. Do you miss him? Me? Or you're so hopped up on Jacoby that it doesn't even matter. I liked watching Andrew Luck play football. I enjoyed watching him, like, you know, what he was able to do. He was a special specimen. But I never thought he had enough to be the guy. I never thought he was mean enough to be the guy. I never thought he had enough, the like, he was super competitive. That's why we're always in games, because how competitive he was. But I don't think he had that killer instinct. You know what I mean? Jacoby has it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I like Jacoby. He was on the team for a week and a half the last time he started when they were 4-12. and 12. And he played right away. And he was yelling, though, at the offensive lineman, like, week three. They didn't even know his fucking name yet. And that was something Andrew Luck would never do, right? So I was like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, this guy, like, he has something, right? Because I'm coming from the Peyton Manning tree. Where Peyton ran everything in the building. If the food wasn't good, that fucking chef was going to get it. Mm. Now, granted, Chef DeWitt, D, was always on his shit. But I'm just saying, if something was wrong, Peyton was going to let people know there was an accountability operation. With Andrew, he was too nice of a guy. He never had that. So he never really let people know, like, hey, you're sucking, and that's fucking all of us over. Like, he wouldn't do that because I think he was too nice of a guy. Jacoby, though, is not scared to hold people accountable. Like, hey, and also on himself. He'll take some blame as well, like he did last night when he threw that pick to the honey badger. He was like, yeah, that's on me 100%. So that type of leadership I like. And also... With what Frank Reich was able to do with Andrew last year, like Andrew had an incredible year last year. They were one in five or one in six, and then they flipped that whole thing around. Four, yeah. Yeah, no, I think they're one in five. I think. I think. It sounds a lot better if they're one in five. It might, might, they might have been one in five. I don't know. It one in four or one in five, but then Frank Reich was able to figure out how to work with yeah. him. And that's why I think everybody was so disappointed this year, is because, like, hey, we got a guy, we got a team, we got a coach that understands this, and Andrew's like, well, I'm hurt again, I don't want to go through all the shit, it's like, see you later. But now he's using that with Jacoby. I like Jacoby a lot. So do I miss Andrew? No. I, 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 don't, awesome. I don't miss Andrew right now. Maybe in a couple of years, if Jacoby fizzles out or something, we'll be like, man, it would have been cool if Andrew would have stuck with this. But Jacoby has really sparked like a refreshness in the Colts nation and the fans. I really like this team a lot. You know what else I saw last night? I saw your boy, Vinatieri, 4 for 4 game winners, no big deal. Turn that switch on that I've he- I've heard you talk about before. Oh, that last one where there? he goes psychopath <laughs> yeah. and nothing can talk to him. Did you see they caught him on the sideline doing the suck it? Oh yeah, yeah, that was, was awesome. amazing. It was awesome. The best part was everyone around him was laughing. Yeah, and he was just like, because you know he was like, oh, I guess I'm having a slump. I guess I'm over the hill. So that doctor that he was talking to once told us that he could run a four four forty. So that doctor is one of the most electrifying humans in the building. The the little white doctor there yeah. said to Vinatieri, 
in the passing it training like room. A little he bit. was like, I could run a four four if I had to, right? So that guy has a great personality. That that doctor right there is somebody that is well known in the building. So I would assume that he said there was some give and take there, and where he asked Vinatieri if he was going to celebrate it all. And I would assume what Vinatieri was saying is, I wanted to do the on the field to every uh, suck it to everybody, <laughs> which would have been incredible if he would have done that. The internet would have loved it. Oh. oh my God, could you imagine Chris oh. Collinsworth and Al Michael? A uh, little bit unbeknownst to the game there, and Chris Collinsworth. Eh, it seems like he was pointing at his groin region there. And then Al's like, that must have been some McAfee rubbing off <laughs> on him. I love Vinatieri, though. I but yeah, you're 100% right, though. It's he, like a little unhealthy. Nah. You'd wear his skin if you could, I think. No, 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 no. You ever, like, he is Italian, though. Hey, he is Italian, though. Something to think about. No, he's just the greatest of all time. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. Guy's the best of all time. <laughs> ah, good conversation. Conversating with good people about good stuff is what it's all about. Speaking of conversating... Why don't you conversate in a different language? That's right, Babbel, the language learning app that will get you speaking a new language quickly and with confidence. Speak a new language with confidence today. Choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Nine German. Nine German. Ein gross beer bitte. One big beer, please. I know a little bit of German, and you can too, from our friends at Babbel. Babbel is designed to quickly get you speaking your new language within weeks. Babbel's teaching method, speech recognition technology, has been proven to be effective across multiple studies. One motherfucker studied it, and they're like, you know what? Even though it's been proven effective by this one study... Let's go ahead and do multiple studies to make sure we're 100% accurate, and that's what they did. It's convenient lessons are only 10 to 15 minutes long. Learn through interactive dialogue so you can perfect your pronunciation and accent. Lessons are lovingly created by over 100 language experts. Those are real things, language experts. And over 100 of them collabed for these lessons that are lovely. Not by some translation machine online. 100 language experts. Experts. It's available as an app or online, and your progress will be synced across all devices. Be bold and learn a new language. Because you listen to the show, Babbel has a very special offer for you. Go to Babbel.com and select the language of your choice. Once you try for free and are ready to sign up, select a three-month option, and Babbel will give you three additional months for free with promo code PAT. That's right. You will get six months for the cost of three with the promo code PAT. So go to Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, and enter promo code PAT. Babbel. Speak a new language with confidence. Who is the greatest punter of all time? You I, can say yourself if you genuinely believe that. Uh, strictly punter, I'm not. Ball kicker, though. There's not a lot of motherfuckers that can touch me, and I think everybody knows that. Um, Shane Leckler was incredible. Yeah. Andy Lee was also incredible, still is really good. I would argue the, the best pure punter, just straight punting footballs. Hi, how's it going? Catching a snap, punting the ball. Thomas Morstead Ooh, of the New Orleans Saints. He has been unbelievable. He's a jugs machine. It, he's a jugs machine. He's the most boring dude of all time when it comes to punting. His legs come, his hips are at my chest. He's got these long ass levers. He's like a super smart guy, super nice guy. Bay. His ability to bend. J.K. Scott is going to be the yeah, next one. He's a weapon. If J.K. can find the same consistency as Thomas Morstead does, Thomas Morstead is a jugs machine. Mm. It is literally as soon as he catches the ball, just same thing every single time. It's just the same ball every single time. It's not going to be as big as the biggest ball, It's not, but he's never going to be as low as other people's. It's just the same ball every time. I, I 
firmly believe that the Saints will be the team in the Super Bowl for the NFC. I think it's every week I feel more and more sure of it. And I think everyone's like, oh, they're not scoring that much points. It's not the Saints teams that I've known for a long time. This defense and that guy, yeah. Thomas Morstead, is every time I watch, I go, man, Dallas is starting off at their own five again. That's what Thomas Shit, does. Jameis Winston's back at his own 11 again. And then Cam Jordan and that D-line, I mean, they're three and out without Breeze right now, and the three teams they've beaten have beaten Tampa Bay after they romped the Rams, the Dallas Cowboys, and in Seattle. That's without Breeze. Those are very good teams. That team is loaded and loaded. prime for success. And, but it's nothing compared to Aaron Rodgers and that Packers team. No, yes, they are. Nope, nothing. Not a, not a chance. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense have been so negligent in second halves this year. Hey, hey. You're betting first half over, second half unders? I'm just saying him and Matt LaFleur are just now finding each other. Yes. yes. I think they are just now finding each other, and their relationship on the sideline tells me that. When Matt LaFleur was almost freaking out there towards the end, Aaron Rodgers literally grabbed him on his shoulder like an older brother, put his arm around him, and basically told him, like, hey, it's all right, bub. Don't worry about it. Hey, I've been here before. Not a big deal. They're going to be well-oiled by about week eight, nine. Yeah, I think so, and I think that team's going to be dangerous. But – Drew Brees is already throwing back again with that bad thumb. Teddy Bridgewater saw that and said, I'm not going to start for them any more weeks. I need to take advantage of it. He started bowing out. I that think Saints that's the thing, good. too. My issue with the Saints when I, I picked them, I picked them to go to the playoffs but not to, to win anything before the year, was that we saw Drew Brees' arm get tired late in the year. Very tired. Guess what? He's resting. He's having six weeks of not throwing. That's six weeks that we can add on to the end of the year. And I, I go, what guy on the Packers can match up with Kamara? Jair Alexander, the one guy he definitely has a size disadvantage against is Michael Thomas. It'll be a great game. I just know that the Packers better keep fucking winning because if it's in the Superdome. That's what I would say, yeah. It's and with the way the refs call hey. games in the Superdome well, this year. Well, the way the refs call. Uh, hey, insert, I mean, I, insert newest rant about Alberto Riveron from earlier today. Alberto Riveron needs to be run out of Park Avenue. Needs to be run out of the game. He's not helping. He's hurting. And that goes across all of the board. I'm not just talking about the hand slap from the Green Bay Packers on the head of the Dak Prescott guy. Terrible call. Yeah. I'm not talking about the pass interference that they refused to overturn in the other game. I'm talking about that T.Y. Hilton pass interference on a rub route where it looked like T.Y. was trying to get out of the way. Alberto Riveron refuses to overturn the pass interference because he's taking a stand that he doesn't like the way the rules are being changed because he's an NFL ref and his job's getting harder. And my judgment calls are my judgment calls. No review can change it. Shut up, Alberto. Just make the damn call how it's supposed to be. You don't make the rules. You enforce them, Alberto Riveron. He's public enemy number one, not only for this show, but for the entire NFL. That's going to cost some people some real things down the line. Yeah. Imagine if the Colts lose that game to the Chiefs because of that pass interference. That was a phantom call that, by the way, the NFL knew that these phantom calls happen sometimes. And sometimes refs get it wrong, Alberto. Sometimes you guys make mistakes on live time. So, like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to allow them the opportunity to review it if we're completely wrong. So they review it, and Alberto goes, nah, no, that's still it. Don't worry about it. No, it's not Alberto. I hate you, Alberto. I hate you, Al Riveron. Um, It's getting to the point, and we mentioned this earlier, where it's like the the games are almost unwatchable because every play you're just like, all right, let's wait. Let's see what flag's coming in here. You mentioned them, you know, ruining, uh, potentially like ruining games and costing people. Bad late hit at the end of the uh, Steelers Ravens game. Oh my God! That put, sent him down to the field goal position for Justin Tucker to send it into overtime. It's just, I mean, it, it 
it's it's affecting teams right now, and they there's no indication that it's going to get any better. No, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And Chris Collinsworth had one of the most hilarious lines I have ever. I think it's one of the most hilarious lines I've ever heard a commentator say. Yeah. I don't think commentators are that funny normally. But no, definitely not. He said, I think that's an incompletion, but after watching football all day today, I have no idea. He threw in the towel. He was like, listen, I don't think anybody knows what the rules are except for Alberto Riveron. He's the only guy. He's like the judge, jury, and executioner of this whole thing. He decides what goes and what doesn't go. When is Commissioner Goodell going to sit him down and say, listen, you either get with the program or you get the hell out. And that's what I'm waiting for him to do. It's only a matter of time. That that pass interference on T.Y. Hilton, I, I think the entire internet was like, there's no way they uphold this call. Everybody was like, primetime television, millions of people watching, potential upset to what people are saying is the most talented team in a long time. This call is a microscope on it. This has been talked about since the Saints game. This has been talked about a lot by a lot of people, just the refs refusing to do the right thing in these situations. And everybody was like, I actually thought to myself, I had, a, I had a tweet ready to go, like, oh, good for Al. You know, he's heard the criticism. Good for Al. He's, he's, he's come around on this whole thing. He admits his mistakes. He's getting better. But instead, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Somehow he makes the worst call he's ever made in, in, in uh, the whole season. When we thought he couldn't suck anymore, somehow he turns it into a complete suck fest on Sunday Night Football, which you would think the NFL at some point would get sick of. The NFL would be sick of, like, hey, Al, you're embarrassing a game right now. Nobody knows the damn rules because you refuse to enforce them the way they're supposed to. At some point, Roger Goodell has to call Alberto Riveron and say, call the game how it's supposed to be called. Your refs on the field stink. Not all of them. That's a broad brush. But a large majority of your refs on the field stink. We're putting review in to help your stinky-ass refs that you have on the field. Mm -hmm. And you refuse to let them help. You refuse to help them out by overturning calls. I just hate it. I'm sick of Alberto Riveron. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier to swallow after a win, but that Packers-Cowboys game was the worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. Both sides. Both sides. Like, the Cowboys got screwed on a couple big calls. So did the Packers. And it's just... Again, it's to the point where, you know, what's going to happen? Are they just going to keep ruining these games or, or, or what? It's almost like the replacement refs are in right now. Yeah. This is kind of the feel as if the replacement refs are in from top to bottom. It, it feels like we're back in those days. Green Bay Packers had a hell of a situation with the replacement refs. Mm-hmm. How about Walt Anderson in that coin toss going into overtime? Yeah. Now, granted, Steelers deferred, which <laughs> is a move. wildly <laughs> aggressive move. Wild, especially when you got the duck, the human duck, Devlin Hodges, world champion duck caller, one in there didn't blink an eye after the Mason Rudolph situation. He couldn't even handle the the coin toss. The coin toss became an entire cluster truck. It makes no sense to me. Yes. There's no consistency from the refs. So so there's no chance it's we can— It's such a crock of shit. Hey, they are bad. The refs are—it's like replacement year refs all of a sudden. It, it, you have no idea what is a catch, what isn't a catch, what's pass interference, what isn't pass interference, oh. what they're going to call, what they're not going to call. And then there's zero explanation or zero accountability from anybody. Alberto Riveron, and I just said it in a clip— He's a terrorist the NFL. He is bringing down the NFL single-handedly, whether he likes to admit it or not. He's a, refusing to adapt to the rules. I just don't like him. I think the refs are bad. They're getting worse. I don't know how you get worse in a world that is supposedly getting better. It and, makes no sense. And I think the people that realize this the most are the people that are involved in sports betting. Because you're yes. seeing the impact on the lines, and oh. you're seeing, and you have a lot more at stake. That's how and, I don't know how it's still and, happening. And that's why I believe that 
having referees that are part-time is no longer allowed. We, there is too much. It was already a billion-dollar industry. It's going to be 10 times that amount with sports betting. And I'm watching Ravens-Steelers, and I I had Ravens minus three. And I'm watching uh, an incomplete pass. That, did you buy the half? Uh, no, no, I got it at three. It was like when the Westgate came out. I got it at oh. three. Like, Thank fucking God, I got a push. Yeah. But then I watched, even against the Ravens, there was a roughing the passer on Lamar Jackson where oh. he just brought down by his feet. There's no consistency. None of it makes sense. They're too afraid to change the calls on the field to embarrass the referees. Yep. And the referee of that game was Walt Anderson. He was, it was so bad. And then I went, what other games did he do this year? He did that Chiefs Lions shit fest where there was like, hey, what, what about this 99 yard mm. fumble return? That's a weird play. He also did Saints Rams week two mm-hmm. where they called the fumble dead. Mm-hmm. He's 70, he's like 60 something years old. Mm-hmm. Let's have 40 something year old guys that are in peak physical condition. This is their only fucking job. I don't care if you called games 30, 40 years ago. If anything, I actually think that's bad right because now you're used to calls that do not exist anymore well that's what alberto riveron's problem is he's refusing to adapt to the pass interference review because he, he thinks it's taking the judgment calls away from referees it's like the referees who just negotiated a new cba you would think they would be happy with the way this whole thing going they just agreed to something with the nfl you would think they would all rally up and be like okay now we'll adjust to the new rules that we are not in charge of making by the way alberto riveron you are not in charge of creating the rules your job is strictly to enforce them so get off your high horse Alberto. I don't like the guy. That was Walt Anderson. Do you have any moments with him? Walt Anderson and I have a noted... Oh, so I, like, struck a chord. Oh, when you said it, you were just speaking exactly from my heart. What's the biggest moment where you looked at him and said, I'd like to piss in his coffee? We're in London. International man of mystery, Pat Mack. Exactly. Enigma, some people would call me. I had an incredible cadence as a ball holder. Numerous people jumped off sides because of my inflection. I would love to hear it. It's good. It's really good. I was able. What do you yell? Do you go, snap it now? Nope. So, okay. depending on what side we're on, if we're on the right hash, it's blue, blue. If we're on the left hash, it's red, red, which means if there's a fire situation, I'm rolling to the right or I'm rolling to the left, right? Blue, the L in blue and the red in. Yeah, right. very basic stuff. Yeah. Then we had code words, just like the Peyton Manning for what number we were going on. Because if you go on one every time, the defense gets a hold of that. And then the offensive linemen who have the worst job in football blocking for a field goal are just getting teed off on by the thing, right? So I like to vary the snap counts, right? We had a four. We had an on four at one. Wow. Yeah. But you have to work that during practice because the offensive lineman can't jump there. And whenever I had a cadence, which I did have a good one, if you get your own guy to jump, back up five yards, bad news because now Vinatieri's not happy. We just backed up five yards. So instead of stealing a first down, I just fucked the greatest of all time. So it was a fine balance. So anytime we were in an area. But you did get people more fantasy points with those five yards, so you're welcome. Yeah, never got thanked. Never got thanked. But anytime. 47 to 53 is enormous. Okay, anyway. Exactly. 100%. You're, You're 100% right. These are the things that I never get thanked for. It, yeah. it just Typical. never talked about. Mostly because the only media people that get it are internet media people, yeah. not the TV people. Yeah, well, you know, they, they go home and brand But if it was fourth and five or short, 
there's about a hundred percent chance that I'm going on either three, two, or four. Yeah. Right. We're not going on one. We're gonna get them. If we get a little dummy on the edge, it jumps off sides. Bang. Let's pick up the first down. Let's keep it moving. And in England, we were kicking brand new footballs because Walt Anderson refused to do the proper protocol for cables. Proper protocol for cables is our equipment manager and the other team's equipment manager get thirty minutes in a room that's being watched by an NFL official to break in balls. Normally, four balls are broken in out of the seven. Then those four balls are numbered and those balls are put into play broken in ball saves you like five to seven yards it helps you out five to seven yards instead of hitting like a brick like knock on wood if you're with me that's what a brand new football is Walt Anderson refused to use any of the broken balls in England just for his own fucking accord for no other reason other than he's Walt Anderson so we're using all the brand new balls for the entire game I noticed that on the first snap of a punt, I caught the ball, and I was literally like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Almost went over to our equipment manager. I was like, what are we doing? He was like, Walt Anderson won't use the ball, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. Can they work him in on the sideline? or No, no. They only get 30 minutes and never touch him again. Oh, wow. So you only have 30 minutes, and you're supervised. And our guy will go in there and break a sweat. I mean, it was a big deal for us, and we would tip him out. Very large That's for this. That's why the whole Brady thing, like, it's a real part of the game. Real part of the game is the balls. the balls. Yes. K-ball is very different than those yep. balls. Quarterbacks get to bring their own balls to the game, so that's their own thing. That's weird. K-balls, because of Mitch uh, Berger and Brett Favre, the K-ball world got introduced. Because Mitch Berger broke in a ball so bad by putting it in like a dryer, it became like a rugby ball, and it got put into a game, and Brett Favre threw a threw pick. A pick yeah. So Brett Favre bitched about the K-ball, and then new K-ball rules came, blah, blah, blah. Wow. The whole thing happened. So now we're at this point where... And I think nowadays the rule has changed even more where the teams are allowed to bring their own balls to the game, K-balls. Okay. So it's like all the way back full circle. But when we were in England, the protocol was broken. So these brand new balls are happening. We were down to Jacksonville. It was a 33-yard extra point or whatever. So on the extra point, I was like, I'm going to go on two. We never go on two on the extra point. Think I can get a guy. We can go for two then. The ball's on the one, and Vinny doesn't have to kick this brand new ball. And Vinny's like, deal. I'm like, all right. So I jog out there, and I go, balls, Right. So that's on two. Cock balls, obviously. Gotcha, because there's two of them. Yeah, balls, 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 right? And everybody's like looking at me like Sorry, extra Jeff. point. And I'm like, yeah, 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 balls, balls. So I go, red, red, sit! And I see the nose tackle. Like I see him start to like fall forward. And as he's like almost forward, I go, sit! And we snap the next one. He kicks it. Neutral zone flag, flag flies, right? Bang, bang, bang. So the umpire or whoever was behind goes, I got 97, blah, blah, blah. He's in the uh, neutral zone. At that point, I'm looking over at Chuck. I'm like, let's go for two. Like, we're about to be on the one. Let's go for two. Walt Anderson comes out of the referee meeting, points at me and goes, I'm calling it on one. And looks right at the camera and goes, uh, false start, number one. Kicking team, five-yard penalty, we'll redo the try. So not only do you still have to kick a field goal, now it's longer. Now it's a 38-yard field goal, brand-new ball, and all because Walt Anderson is what I like to call an ass clown. Did he hit the field goal? Yeah, he made it. Okay. It's finitary. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the, the extra point would have been nice there because we were down. We needed that's the, That's the thing, though, is like— that's why I hate Walt Anderson. Yes. Strictly because— An abuse of power. Well, Matt Overton, Matt Overton, our long snapper, was literally in the ref huddle. And he was like, yeah, three refs were like, oh, it's on 97. And Walt Anderson literally just pointed right back at you and said, I'm calling it on one. I'm like, this Man. fucking guy. Because I didn't move. So, like, refs would come talk to me before the game about my cadence. So they would talk to, like, 
quarterbacks. They talked to centers and snappers, yep. and then they would come talk to me. They're like, listen, we saw you on film. Just make sure you continue not to move. So I wasn't allowed to move my hand forward at all, not allowed to move my head Couldn't forward at all. Couldn't do anything. I just had to do this, and it had to be all inflection. And I would literally like work on it at practice. God, you're a fucking loud mouth. Yes, that, exactly. That worked out great. Well, and if you come from the barrel of the gut there, you can really get a gut. Yeah. we go on like four if there was a rookie end, like if there's a rookie corner. I'm like, all right, we're going to go on four here. This guy will jump at some point. It's yes. Like, Sit! 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 And then as he's like falling, like wait for him, wait for him, wait for him, sick. And then he was like in the neutral zone. I was like, perfect. We had a first down. Yeah. So Walt Anderson and I have had a beef since that moment. Not only him ruining the kicking balls for me when I'm supposed to put on a show for these English people. Yes. Who actually enjoy kicking, by the way. So they're here to see us no bomb doubt. balls. We actually get clapped on and off the field over there in England. And then also for screwing me in potentially Vinatieri. My biggest issue with the refs is that we have this discussion every year after every week. And every week we go up. Oh, but there's more games coming up. we got to start talking about the next week of games. This was the first offseason where we really spent time talking about how bad the refs because were. Because of the Saints. Because of that. And I feel like now, instead of the referees going, you know what, all these years we need to change, they've emboldened their stance to say, fuck you even more. And that's the, my biggest when issue. When does Goodell, though, right? Goodell, when has he said anything in the last six months? He has disappeared, hasn't he? Completely off the face of the earth. Why? Why? Where because is Goodell he's, gone? He wants his fifty million dollar check, and the CBA is coming up in about a year, and he's trying to give the least amount of leverage out there right now, because he hears that they're getting together and they're going to save their money, the players, and they're coming for that fifty one percent. It's so interesting to me because, you know, Goodell dapped me up before that draft thing, and that's the first time I've ever really got to talk to him face to face. It was I'm like waiting for someone to turn down the Goodell hug. On the stage, and, and that's because none of those out there for the bro hug, and I want them yeah. to go pause, shake my hand. This is a business arrangement. I'm not your brother, and I know you're probably going to find me yes. within the next couple years of my life. Here's but a dollar. I will say this: I was impressed with Goodell when I talked to him man to man right before I went out there for the he's job. Got a hard job, impossible job. Yes, but he's paid very well for yes. it, which that's why nobody has any sympathy for him. And I don't think Goodell expects sympathy. By the way, they'll decorate it with firefighters or policemen or no. children, whatever he goes in public, because they know that he's going to get better. Yes. Yeah. He will never go out alone, except for at the draft where they even try to bring local legends on the stage, and it, they, they try their best, but it's just... He, he has a bad job because he's the mouthpiece of 32 different billionaires who want to make as much money as possible. So he is in a bad spot. But when it comes to this refs, I don't know how he hasn't stepped up and said, listen, Alberto... No more of the fuckery, all right? We made the rules for a reason. You just need to enforce them. The entire internet rarely agrees on things. Yes. Rarely. On a lot of these calls that they have refused to overturn, the entire internet, even the trolls, even the slap dicks and fuck sticks, yeah. mm -hmm. everybody on the internet has said this. Everybody has come to an agreement. This is a PR moment where Goodell could potentially come out and say, yep, I'm sick of the refs too. Alberto Riveron, get the fuck out. We got Ed Hockley coming back in. Yeah. Oh, I love that's Ed the Hockley. guy. Well, and, and you said bring that Ed Hockley's music. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the thing about it is, you say we need these younger refs. Nobody wants to be a ref anymore. Why would you? So it's impossible. Just like cops, like nobody wants to be a cop. Nobody is going to a game to cheer for referees, right? Refs are only acknowledged whenever they fuck up, which has you been happening what? at a rapid rate. But nobody wants to be refs. So unless Ed Hockley has forty-five more kids, I don't know where we're going to find these refs that are worth a shit. That's why I think Elon Musk needs to just create artificial intelligence for the referee thing if we really want to save the NFL. Mm, holding on, Quentin Nelson, mm, fifty-six, mm. and then you can have the lasers just like in tennis on the entire field. 
Oh, he got two feet in. Bang. Those good. videos are great. Incre- the referee go, oh, it's third and one. Actually, it's first down. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a billion-dollar industry. The it dude, makes no sense to The me. dude was dancing with his foot, and he forgot which side of his foot the ball was on. Oh, oh dude. They just have no idea. But it's the National Football League. And the thing is that I've learned just from covering this league now for a while is you think it's going to be the best because it's the number one sport in America. Everything is so expensive. Billions and billions of dollars. And there's just fuckery everywhere. <laughs> and and not and like the Washington Redskins, think about this office this morning. Oh my god, dude. For two decades. Jake Gruden wanted to be fired. They have fed the ego of Daniel Snyder. And Bruce Allen, like succession, walking into to, to the room and going, I think if we fire Jay Gruden, that's the issue. Like but this is a team that's supposed to be trying to win the Super Bowl. No. Way. And they're not. They're trying to sell parking spaces. They're trying to sell season tickets. Dude. There's eight teams trying to win the Super Bowl any given year. And the other 24 teams are trying to have good margins. And it's fucking bullshit. I would argue that this year there are eight teams that are potentially going to win the Super Bowl. 20 of them are just trying to make money. And there is four vying for that number one pick in a full-on suck-off. Washington, Miami, Cincinnati, and Jets. Jets. But they gave their own quarterback a mono. They a mono. They gave them, uh, it's a mono. He kisses and he. They're bounces. so bad. Oh yeah. And I don't know if Sam Darnold just completely turns around that entire team. I don't know how that and, works. And Gase is god awful. He's too. so bad so, at football. But again, but again, again, the Jets will be a lot better in the second half of the season. Dolphins twice. Giants, Washington, they're going to turn it around too. AFC East schedule, they just started off against the Eagles, the Patriots, the Browns. Like, if you look at You're a big schedule, time Eagles fan. You like the Eagles? Yeah, yeah big time. You like I don't, their football I don't believe team? in them yet. Oh, they're about to have the Vi- Kirk Cousins and the Vikings resurging. Oh, shit. Now, listen. Kirk Cousins at home, though, is a different guy. I said this on Friday's podcast with Matt Hasselbeck that I was potentially going to be open minded to this entire thing. I, last week, was saying that Kirk Cousins stinks. I was saying that Kirk Cousins was a stooge and a sellout. I was saying that from every mountaintop that there was a potential place to scream off of. I said Adam Thielen was right. He's sick of Kirk Cousins' bullshit. Stephon Diggs heard the Kirk Cousins show, the number one rated podcast in Minnesota, and said, I'm tired of this guy apologizing to another guy. What about me? I need my touches. I skip work. I say see you later. Then Matt Hasselbeck said, Pat, they're not talking about no, they're Kirk talking Cousins. About fucking Zimmer. They're bro. talking about Zimmer. Yes. Adam Thielen was taking a direct shot at Zimmer. Yes. Kirk Cousins apologized to Adam Thielen For when Zimmer. he didn't have to apologize to Adam Thielen. Mike Zimmer's show should have been apologizing to, to Thielen. Then Stephon Diggs got upset ipso facto by the apology because he wasn't. Now we got an entire clusterfuck, a $200,000 fine for Stephon Diggs, which could potentially have led to Zimmer and the offensive coordinator have a conversation like, maybe we should use these incredible weapons that we have. Maybe we should open up the offense a little bit. They have massive of success against the Danny Dimes Giants. Now, is this the scene? Is this the scenario? Is this the situation that turns around the entire Minnesota Vikings team this year? And if it is the case, will they give Stephon Diggs back his $200,000? No, no, and no. And I, I Jesus. Think, well, here's the deal. Kirk Cousins fucking sucks. They lost to Chicago. Stinks. Stinks. <laughs> they lost in Chicago. Like, people don't think about situational football. They lost in Chicago. Top five defense in the NFL. Agreed. Then they go to the New York Giants, a top, a bottom five pass defense, Whoa. and it's all fixed. Oh, that's right, guys. Great conversation. Listen, 
Sports gambling is about to take over society. Yes, it's growing in rapid fashion. Yes, you might not know exactly everything you need to know about sports gambling, but you want to learn. You want to invest in your smart brain. You want to know that when you're putting money on a game that you're making the right decision and there's one app that can give you all the information that you could possibly want, need, and make you succeed in this gambling world. That's the Action Network. Right now, you go to getaction.app forward slash pat and you will be able to find out everything you need to know about sports gambling. The Action Network has the best sports betting analysis on earth. Their analysts make picks, which is great because if you find somebody that's on a heater, let's just ride that song, bitch. But more importantly, they tell you how they are picking about each game and which data points are important. You want to learn where the sharp money's at? The humans that have been making money off of gambling for decades, they'll tell you where that money's going. If they want to know where the public's money is going, how oh, what's everybody else think? It's going to here. If you want to know little quips and little insights on games and why you should be betting where you're betting, the Action Network has you covered. We go to the Action Network to get real insights from data-driven contrarian sports bettors and learn how they operate. Start tracking all your bets in one place and never lose track of your record. This is a real thing. Once you place a bet, so oftentimes you don't remember exactly what the spread was, what you got it at, what the over-under was, da-da-da-da-da, all the different picks that you made. Go ahead and put it in the Action app, Action Network app, and bang, they'll track it for you. Tracking is easy, too. They even have beautiful colors. Green Dot means everything's going great. Red Dot means not so good right now. Join Green Dot City by going to getaction.app forward slash pat. Learn everything you need to know about gambling and start betting with data and expert analysis. Bet with your friends and track their picks. Join Green Dot City today from the Action Network. Go to getaction.app forward slash pat. Invest in you. Invest in in your brain, invest in your picks at Action Network. Get action.app forward slash pat. Let's go. Whoa, that defense with Daniel Jones playing? Oh, Daniel Jones is a hell of a cornerback. Jameis He's Winston hung Wallace. up 28 on him. The Cowboys hung up 35 on the Giants. That was it's before just, Daniel Jones took the, the starting lineup. It's only Daniel Dimes when he runs. It's like over the top when he turns his hat around. When he's in the pocket, he's Daniel Dimes. When he runs, flips it back. Danny hey, he dropped a ball in the bucket there yeah, this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, It's just this ESPN bullshit culture where you watch a highlight and you go, he's Excuse pretty me, good. I work for them. You don't watch the <laughs> other three quarters. My thing is just... Mike Zimmer is a guy that coached a fucking game with an eye patch. Okay? He was willing to go blind for coaching. And he said all offseason, we're going to run the fucking ball. And then we put it on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has two opportunities to go deep it, last week against Chicago, and he missed Thielen, he missed Diggs, and it was a failure. That same week, Deshaun Watson had two opportunities to go deep on Carolina. He missed Fuller, he missed Hopkins. They lost the game. He freaked out on a reporter. This week, what do you know? Those balls got caught, and they're fucking legends. The NFL, calm the fuck down and realize that they're good. Well, I would argue that Kirk Cousins-Zimmer situation, if it was righted, good. If not, that is going to come to a wild volcanic conclusion. I do think it's interesting about how Kirk Cousins is saying he's sorry, and it's really for Zimmer. And we really should be applauding Kirk Cousins yes, for, for taking the bullet. Yes, because everybody wants... 
I bet you that the, the number 84 is trending whenever the Vikings play. Because everybody likes to talk about his guaranteed contract. Oh, that's what you get for $84 million. In a fair market, that's what you get when a team fucking pumps you up and there's no actual quarterbacks to take. But I think the Vikings... Like, I think he's going to have a lot of success against the Eagles, too. Oh, the Eagles had 10 sacks. Get ready to hear that all week. It was against the fucking Jets. It's a matchup league. And now they go and play Minnesota. So you think the Eagles are going to struggle with the Vikings? Yes. Really? Yes. I think it, I think it'll be. Is Carson Wentz dead if he loses to the yeah, Minnesota? Yeah, you know Vikings? what? I think he is. I think they should cut him. You know, and then they should retrade for Nick Foles. I um, can't believe they picked uh, Carson Wentz over Nick Foles. You're a crazy person. I can't believe Carson Wentz is so much better than Nick Foles. It's not even close. Uh, Nick Foles, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ, fractured clavicle while throwing a dime. Sure. Yeah, that's great. What do they do with Gardner Minshew, by the way, down there? Is oh, I think we're in full-blown quarterback controversy. Oh, my God. They're going to have to trade him out. They're going to have the to marketing trade. team is like, listen, all we can sell with Nick Foles is his huge dick, and like you're not <laughs> letting us talk about that. But Gardner Minshew is sunglasses, America, and mustaches. And they gave away a mu- – I don't want to – I mean, maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars marketing team listens to the show, but I said if Gardner Minshew played for the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones would be giving out mustaches and headbands. He'd be in, the, he'd be in his owner's box with a mustache on. The, the Jaguars did that this last week. The Jaguars are actually doing that. When Nick Foles comes back, what are they going to do? They're going to be like, oh, this is fun, but I mean, there's an electric factory on the sideline down there that we all have mustaches that Nick we're wearing. Nick Foles was going to be that quarterback of that team for the max three years. Gardner Minshew, you have him on a sixth-round pick deal for the next four years. You can build up around him. All those Jacksonville defenders that they thought they had to get rid of to pay Nick Foles, guess what? You can stay. You can stay. Like, you get a salary. You, you get a salary. The thing about that that's interesting. Yannick you can stay now. Is Jalen Ramsey's in Houston, night of a game, yeah. where the team's in Carolina. Finally, we have what I've been waiting for, a, a sit, a hold in. Fuck a hold out, we're holding in. Ooh, my back hurts. Ooh, my wife's pregnant. This is what you do to get— I don't think you just make up your wife's pregnant, by the way. I, don't, I didn't see any baby pictures on Instagram. Wasn't that supposed to happen last Was week? Was this a fake didn't baby she go birth? Into labor? Yeah, because him and uh, Doug Marone talked I before didn't the see year. A picture. I'm not saying it's because private. I like No, Jason you want to keep it private. Yeah, like I hope I hope Mason Rudolph's okay. You know what I mean? Like, of course I hope Jalen Ramsey had the baby and everything's okay. I was on uh, I was on Get Up the morning that it was announced that Jalen Ramsey was sick. Yeah. And he was missing that first day or whatever. Sure Rex Ryan was like, this is bullshit. Yeah, they, Rex was. And then Dan buried him. And then Greeny asked me. And I was like, so I guess we're automatically assuming that he isn't actually sick. <laughs> so I guess we're it's automatically like the Beyonce, like, like, oh, there, I guess there wasn't anything there. Yeah, I don't know. No, I just, uh, I love what Jalen Ramsey's doing. These players have no rights. They like they when negotiating like the fact that Stefan Diggs when they find him they could have removed all of his forty million money. or something like that. So this is the second time this offseason. One is Antonio Brown, who's now had forty guaranteed, uh, ten from the Patriots, thirty from the Raiders, and now Diggs. And I thought that was the only part of the contract that was a lock. It's and now guaranteed. And now you're telling me that the owners have all these little clauses. Oh, yeah. You miss a practice, and I can take away thirty million dollars guaranteed. Like the NFL contracts are such. Bullshit. You know who's really good, though? Demory Smith. That guy can really negotiate a contract. I'm happy he's still around. I'm sure the NFLPA is going to fare very well in this next negotiation with that guy at the helm. I didn't sign up, by the way, the NFLPA my last year in the league, my last two years in the league. How did, what did that change for you? Nothing. I guess I didn't get my Madden check or something like that, but I was like, fuck this. Because they do, the way the NFLPA 
They come in after like a 10-hour day on like a Wednesday. Then they show you footage of what the NFL used to be back when guys had to work three jobs and play and what the NFL PA has done and saved lives and shit like that. And you ask one question. Like, I've asked one question before. I was like, well, excuse me. Like, um, you guys sold, like, T-shirt rights to some company with the boomstick thing and, like, my name, basically. And I'm seeing, like, $2 per shirt there when they're selling them for, like, 30 bucks. How come I wasn't asked, like, if that's okay? They're like, well, we negotiated those rights for you, uh, and we just thought more money or whatever. I was like, yeah, but the Colts didn't help me build a boomsticker pad. Like, I did all that work on my Twitter, Yes. and I don't know how you guys just think that's – they're like, well, it's just more income coming to you. I'm like, two bucks per shirt, by the way, is not real income. That's mm-hmm. fake income. I would like to know how much you guys are making off their shirts. They're like, oh, we can open the books for you if you need to, blah, blah, blah. And I was like – I, yeah, I got nothing but time. Huh? And they were like, oh, we'll get to that at a later time. And then whenever I was in the NFL substance abuse program, you're only supposed to get tested eight times a month for like the first couple months. And then they're supposed to, if you prove that you're doing everything accurate, kind of relax on you. Yes. I was tested eight times a month for 27 months straight. And I reached out to the NFL PA like four different times. I was like, hey, I feel like they're fucking me a little bit here. Is there any way you can fight? Nobody would answer me. I got a text back three months later. that said, you good, dog? And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking good, dog. Just get out of here. And then I didn't sign back up. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm out. I have a theory that a lot of the people that work for the players quietly think the players are dumb. Oh, yes. You should see the way they talk. That's what's so annoying is that they stand up there and they talk badly about the players that run through their money. Or they talk badly about the players that ruin their career with drugs instead of talking about them as, like, partners and people that are going through hard things. Don't be an idiot like this guy and lose all your money. Why are you talking about another player like an idiot? And then what happens is is you stand in front of a group of 90 guys in the preseason or 53 and they kind of talk down to them. And that's just been my issue with with why I stand for players all the time. It's no one has their backs. I saw Demory Smith at three different events at the Super Bowl. And he had three different suits on in one day. And I was like, that guy's making too much money. It was just optically, I was like, this fucking guy. Couldn't get me out of getting tested eight times a month for 27 months where my life is just being tracked. How close does the guy's face get to your crotch when you're taking the drug test? Oh, he's right there. Like six inches? No, he's standing. It it is like uh, probably an arm's length away. I feel like you could have had so many joke opportunities with that. Bro, 27 months, eight times a month. Do the math. That's like 200 and some. Literally, eight Eight times times, 27. 216. I got tested 216 times in 27 months. I don't even know if I pee that much. I'm, I pee a lot. And by the way, I can do it wherever, whenever. I was tested in no. a uh, – I could pee right now if I had to. Really? Yeah. No problem at all. The um, I was piss tested in like a Hilton uh, lobby in like That's Charlotte, like North Carolina. What would you say your X-Men ability is though? Everybody has one. I don't, I don't think I know what that means. Like, you have an ability that, like, is unique to you that you're really good at, even if it's big or small, that would be your superhuman ability. Uh, anytime a camera comes on, I can be electric. That's great. I think you, for real, have a photographic memory, like a thousand yeah. percent. That's pretty good, too. Like, real one. I can get uh, Uber drivers to uh, stop talking to me at the drop of a hat. The, 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 I do Uber here in New York. I don't like the Uber. The quiet preferred is not even... It's like Alberto Riveron with the past interference I'm review. Teach you a, I'm going to teach you one line that will change the rest of your life. You start talking, everything is great, and then you go, hey, I apologize if I fall asleep. And then they go, oh, oh, don't even worry about it. I'm not asking if I can fall asleep. Oh God, I'm right. pre-apologizing because I want to talk to you, 
but I might fall asleep. Brilliant. And then they go, I want to make you so comfortable that that happens. And they shut the fuck up. You're that is brilliant. Another good one is I'm pretty good at taking selfies. You got good angles. No, well, I just, I'm, I'm pretty good at handling the phone very quickly when people have, I don't remember my passcode or they can't find their camera. No big deal. I got you. I'm also, one of my greatest abilities is constructing the perfect last bite because I'm fat. So I put layer it up. You're not uh, fat, by the way. You're in very good shape. We're about, no, I'm about to lose a lot. I'm about to try and lose 15, 20, Pat. It's time. I, I should probably do the same thing. I'm gaining. You want to do it together? Well, it's because it's football season. So we're working like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. In our moments, we're like, I'll eat 17 M&Ms. I, I need that. You want to put a quick, uh, we'll put 1000 bucks on it. All right, so what? Damn it, this is dumb. But I'm, I need it. You need it. Too, I need I it too. That's what I'm saying. I'm willing right, to give so, up the thousand bucks. So, all right. So tomorrow bones. is. I do. I have heavy organs. So I, I've talked about that my entire I life. Love us, but that's pounds. good. If it's the weight loss thing, it's not that big of a deal. All right. Deal. So th- I'm down for this. All right. So how much time? Okay. So it's October eighth. Yeah. Tuesday, October eighth. November eighth. We have a weigh in. Oh shit. You want to go just a month? Okay. But we can't. Listen, we had a weight loss challenge at our office. Yeah, I remember. But Zito, who's in the headphone right now, yep. he literally just took meth for like a month. I'm not going to do that. No, it has to be. <laughs> I just said I'm not going to take meth for a month. Like lost 50 pounds, though. Said. By the way, me neither. Me, he lost. Okay, fair. No meth. He lost no meth. Okay, that's off the, off the table. Deal? No meth. No meth. He lost 50 pounds in one month. I am not going to do that. That's incredible. Okay, let's do this. We'll do this together. We'll do it for charity. This is good. This is going to help both of our each, careers. We won't compete against each other. We'll each weigh in each week. For the number of pounds that we lose combined, we'll donate to charity a certain amount. Like, that's the worst thing that people do, is they volunteer your money to charity. <laughs> like, I'm trying to take his fucking money, and now I'm giving it to old Susie Q down there at the hospital. Well, by the way, Susan G. Yeah, Komen, right. I guess, runs a big hustle, from what I've been told. Yeah. We can't even give the Susan G. Komen on the internet. We tried, I, to, we tried to sell for the brand shirts with a pink ribbon on it. We're going to give it to Susan G. Komen. All we got was a bunch of tweets about this Susan lady being a fucking thief. They're like, nah, they take 80% of the right. money. I like the month thing better. Let's do the month. Because I want like a full competition. Yeah, but I can't do that because I will literally just not eat for the next month. I'll be miserable. I won't be able to make okay, it. Okay, so every month, every week. Yeah, but I think we should be together, not compete against each other. Okay, together, united, together, forever, forever. And we'll give away shit for if we hit our goals. Deal. So we'll give away shit if we hit our goals, like for the brand stuff. Yeah, yeah. Merch, Pat McAfee stuff. Yes, great. Leftco stuff. Bleach report hat. Bleacher Report hat oh, or two. That. I got those. I can Maybe a Bleacher Report tour. I can do tours. See okay. that? We'll give away things if we hit. Damn. Together, though, we have to hit a certain. All right. I'm, my fiance is going to love this shit. By the way, how's it going? Forever's a long time. No, uh, but I mean like being a fiance. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm not the best fiance. No. Same. I've been so busy. I'm so neglectful. I am so busy. Oh, yeah. She's like, have you, t- have you taken a look at what I sent you? And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Our wedding planning is fantastic. Fuck. It's the best. When's the date? I haven't announced it yet. Okay. Mine's going to be in July. <laughs> it's the only time of the year where there's nothing going on. My wedding, by the way, is a good way to wrap this whole thing up. Incidentally, on the same day that Sims got married. Very upset by it. By the way, shout out to Sims. I like him. I'm a fan now. I just sent some water across the thing. Congrats to Chris Sims. Just earned a fan or two? Damn. We'll see. I'll, oh, give, him, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll give him a shot. I'll give him a shot. That makes a big difference. But. It does. Saying that you, he works his ass off is a big deal for me. Yeah. I don't need to lose weight. I'm sweating over here like I fucking ate a hamburger in the fucking... Okay, so the Mars. first week we have to lose 10, pound, 10, 10 pounds. 10 pounds in a week? Combined. Okay. Oh, damn. I'm deal. Down. So next Monday. Tuesday. 
Tuesday. This comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. Gotcha. October 15th. I'm going straight vegan. I'm just going to try to work out just a little bit. I oh, think that is what I've currently don't get not too been. Much muscle mass, though. I know. I got some fat to trim, though. So we got to lose 10 pounds combined this first week, and then we'll adjust as we go to see deal, how we do. Deal. And if we do it, I'll donate to charity and we'll give some stuff away. Sounds good. I'll donate to charity, too. Yeah, you will. Ladies and gentlemen, from the report of the bleachers, a man whose brain is impeccable. He's going to skyrocket in this whole world, I think. I honestly do. Especially with your basketball coverage. Hey, man. About to turn up a notch. All the way up. Adam Lefko. Thank you, Matthew. All right, Ty. I've been recording all these ads and this closing from my bed since we got home from New York City a bit late. I have a corgi laying in between my feet that's snoring. Also, a pit bull and a Sharpay mix laying right next to me. She's a sweetie pie. The corgi's a bit of a loose cannon. But home is where the heart is, and my heart is with this podcast. I can't thank you all enough for listening. You're the absolute fucking greatest. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you had, send me a tweet. Send Ty a tweet. Thank Mr. Lefko for joining us and taking time out of his incredible schedule to come and chit-chat with us about all things happening in the NFL and his world. Hashtag endgang. Hashtag endgame. Send me something that makes me laugh. My busy schedule... Doesn't leave me a lot of time to get a couple chuckles in, and I'd like to laugh a little bit. You make me laugh with an incredible tweet, I'll send you some free merch. That sounds like a deal. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.